Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. Joining you and joining us right now on the River Cree Resort Casino Hotline from NHL Hockey and Rogers, brought to you by Mid-City Construction Management, providing the highest quality and most cost-effective solutions in the safest way possible. He's still working the phones because you know something could still happen tonight. Visit mid-city.ca. We welcome back to the show via Skype, Elliot Friedman. Hello, Elliot. How are you doing? I'm good, Bob. How are you doing? Uh, not bad. I will be seeing you next year at the draft. I, do we know where it's, where it is next year? By the way, they haven't said it yet. There's a there's a meeting uh, next week. Um, they uh, like I think they tried to do something unique uh, with the uh, draft next year. I think they we're going to talk about it a little bit on the podcast that's dropping tonight, Bob. But I think they looked at the possibility of something different, like a neutral site kind of thing. Um, but it didn't happen. So now they're looking at... I think they're... From what I understand, there's a meeting next week to see if they can finalize it. But it'll be in an NHL city. I'm thinking southeastern United States, maybe. All right. What did you think uh, southeastern United States? Well, we've been in Dallas. Uh, Oh, sorry, southeast. Was that Nashville? Is that does that count? They're in the Southeastern Conference, kind of. Anyhow, it's also Florida. There's Tampa Bay. Who knows? Carolina. Uh, Elliot, uh, what was it like in the building last night when the Canadians organization announced uh, Yuraj uh, Slepkovsky? It was wild in here. You know, there's there's no question about it, uh, Bob. Um, I think there were some fans who were surprised. Um, it was, you know what it was kind of like, Bob? It was kind of like at the beginning, there was kind of like a like a shock noise. And I think there were a lot of fans who were surprised. But then I think because he was there and they saw him, they wanted to be encouraging. And any kind of negativity or shock was overrun by cheering. And after that, whenever... Slakovsky was shown on the big screen because he was making his way around. They made sure to cheer him. I just think they surprised their fans. I will say this, like, just in walking home last night after the, after the round one or walking today to the rink or even when I saw Canadians fans in the crowd, they were all asking, do you think that was a good pick? Do you think that was a good pick? And I said, do you trust... Ken Hughes and Marty San Louis, and they would say yes, and I, I would say you have to trust that's a good pick there. Like, I, I like Slikowski. I think Bob. Like, I don't watch a ton of prospects, and but uh, like fans, uh, very few of them really watch prospects. Right. So you get Shane Wright, Shane Wright, Shane Wright for years, and you're conditioned to expect it. And I think they just surprised them, but I think they really wanted to be supportive. Now, the Canadians inferred uh, that maybe Wednesday morning they kind of had an idea or an inkling. Was this a confluence of events because they knew they could orchestrate the Kirby Doc deal? We'll get to Chicago. I love Doc. You know that. I've always liked Mm -hmm. Kirby Doc. I know he's had a tough go in Chicago. There's a lot of crap going on in Chicago on a lot of fronts, Mm -hmm. okay? Mm -hmm. So all of that being, like, I think the Canadians absolutely destroyed the Blackhawks in that trade. And so Mm -hmm. do you think they were tied together, getting Doc, a centerman, 
So you've already got Suzuki as centerman. Do you think they knew they had Doc at that point when they made the when, when they made the Slavkovsky pick? No, I, I don't think so. I think I, I think they were I think they were taking Slavkovsky. I will say this, uh, that Bob, is that I got to Montreal on Tuesday, and excuse me, the moment I got here, the overwhelming intel was Lukowski was going first. Now you you have to be careful because you know at this time of year there's a lot of misinformation out there. However. I think you really got a sense here talking to the people who knew that Slokowski was going one. And I think now with 2020 hindsight, it was pretty clear that if New Jersey kept the pick, a defenseman was going two. Right. So you were already in a position where Wright was, was a third. Well, a couple things happened. Both players from Slovakia played in both the Olympics and in the World Junior or in the uh, World Hockey Championship, so that helped their cause. Mm-hmm. Switching uh, focus here, um, the goaltending carousel. Mm-hmm. Is it down to Edmonton, Toronto, and Washington, and the two potential suitors are Campbell and Kemper? What do you think? I think I I will say uh, what I think is I think you guys have a lot of interest in Campbell. Um, the Kemper thing is really interesting because I'm not sure teams are really expecting to hit the, him to hit the market, and now he is. We know that you guys have had interest in him before. Yep. But what we also know is that Washington has had interest in him before. Washington traded Vanacek today to Jersey, and I, my guess is, Bob, that they're going to take a run at Kemper. Hmm. I, I, like, I, I have heard for a while now that Washington was a team that was, was really interested. So, so okay. So that's what I'm, I'm curious to see. What does Washington do here? George, uh, is it Bezos? Bezos? Yes. Uh, yes. He, he will not be uh, sending any Christmas cards the way of uh, Billy Guerin after Bill's post-game comments or post-day comments today to Mike Russo. Uh, Cam Talbot, do you think there's a possibility he gets traded? I think there's a possibility, but I do think that Bill Guerin is going to – like Bill – I mean, you know Bill Guerin. Bill Guerin yes. played there. Do you like if he feels he's getting bullied? Oh, do you do you do you think that he's going to back down? <laughs> See, I think the re- I, I think the reason this rhetoric is getting louder. Look, George Bezos' job is to argue on behalf of Cam Talbot. Bill Guerin's job is to do what's best for the Minnesota Wild. Mark Andre Fleury had a media conference today where he said that he said that I'm coming back based on it being 50-50 and I think that's the best. So Bill Guerin has a setup here where he said I got Flurry 50% of the time, I got Talbot 50% of the time and may the best goalie win. Yeah. Okay? That's yeah. what he wants. That's there is another, seems to want. There is another guy out there 
and I know a mm-hmm. lot of teams are leery, and Bruce Garriock put out this morning, watch the Ottawa Senators, and perhaps watch the Ottawa Senators, Elliot, after the draft today, because the amateur yeah. guys wrap up, and then, boom, your pro guys are there, and watch the Ottawa Senators for Matt Murray, Connor Brown, who I personally love, and Nikita Zaitsev. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, mm-hmm. And that's, if, if Boo's saying that, I'm, I don't know if you can yeah. trade Matt Murray. I know you can trade Connor mm-hmm. Brown. Uh, mm-hmm. You hearing anything at all in Ottawa? I think they can trade. I think they can trade Matt Murray. Do you? Now, what do you have to do with it? Bob, there was a team that told me this week there's 14 teams looking for goalies. Yep. They they were willing to get creative. They were willing to get creative. They were going to trade Matt Murray, their first pick, and get a first pick from Buffalo. I think it was the Vegas pick that they were going to get from right, Buffalo. The 16, the 16 for the seven. Yeah. So they were going to find a way to do it. And now they can't do that, but I still think they can do something. Like teams need goalies. Right. It just depends on what Otto was willing to do. Yeah. By the way, the one thing I'll say about Talbot, Bill Guerin's trading history is he doesn't really fool around. (laughs) If you go to him with a serious offer, he'll think about it. But he doesn't tend to put guys on the market and find out, oh, what's this guy worth and stuff like that. Well, look, what did he say after he traded Kevin Fiala? He said, we're not screwing around here. We're not going to sit there and, you know, work around the edges of our cap. We, we're not we're not going to be able to give this guy what he wants. Let's go. Let's just get it mm-hmm. done. And he got it done. Mm-hmm. Uh, you heard anything from Dan Milstein on Evander Kane? Quiet. But, you know, the thing is, they only really found out about – they only really found out about um, Keith today, right? I think they knew – it was trending in that direction. Yes. But I've heard quiet. But let's just say, for argument's sake, you guys are in on Connor Brown. Do you still have room to do a Vander Kane? Well, if you move if you move somebody else out, yeah. Maybe you have a redundancy okay. with right shot offensive defenseman. Montreal Canadiens, are they potentially moving Jeff Petrie? I still think that's going to that'll happen. Maybe not as quickly as everybody hoped. But I still do think yes, that could happen. Chicago. I think there's, I think there's a lot going on out there. So do I. And you and talk, yeah, you talked to Chicago, 32. Yep. Yeah, like I, I think Chicago. I think there's a. I think Kyle Davidson said one thing right last night. He said that there's a big difference between thinking the rebuild could happen and seeing what it looks like. But the the key is for the Blackhawks is, I think they want it, so it sounds like it's Kane and or Tate's decision. It's not Chicago's decision. It's Kane and or Tate's. Well, when you trade away a 24, 23, and 21-year-old player, who are some of their Mm -hmm. good players, I mean... Mm-hmm. Let's face it, Doc was the only one of those guys that was a first-round pick. Debrink, it was a great second-round mm-hmm. pick that, frankly, the owners yep. missed out on. No excuse. Mm-hmm. They took Benson that year. I mean, they had the Intel McDavid, right? Everybody missed him. And then Hagel was a terrific pick as well for Chicago. 
pick up for Chicago. Mm-hmm. Like, are you not kind of sending a message directly to Kane and Taze anyway? <laughs> are you not forcing well, that's their exactly hands? What it is? Right. Yeah. Yeah. For sure, you are. Absolutely. So. They did. I, like I don't like. I know they really like the kid they picked, but. They didn't have to make that trade yesterday. Can I tell you something? I watch, you know, there's little things you notice about organizations. Chicago mm-hmm. didn't have nameplates for the Kurchinsky kid. I actually, I actually talked to somebody about that. I talked to someone about that. What did I say? They didn't. And I said they didn't know until four o'clock they had any picks. Okay. And then they ended up with three number ones. Yes. It's amazing how it all worked out, right? Uh, yeah. Great stuff. Who's the uh, who's uh, who's your who's your who's going to be the biggest name that's in play here over the next four days, five days before free agency drops? I don't. Well, I don't know if it's going to be. I, I, that might be too soon to be Patrick Kane. Okay. But at some point in time here, it might be Patrick Kane. Yeah, pretty good player. Like, can you think of, of a bigger name player, Bob, that could be out there? Well, I mean, Pasternak looks like Boston's going to work towards that now. Well, I, yeah, I heard. I heard today. Like, I I spoke to them today. They had their first meeting, and they're going to be aggressive. Now, Pasternak can say, you know what? I want to wait. I want to see how the market goes. But Boston's going to be aggressive with this. Uh, for our Flames fans. Any chance, like, yeah. does Goodrow get done? Does Brad Trey Living make that? I push that over the uh, goal line. Uh, they've they met, I think, a couple times here. I think the key to this one is watching Philly. What does Philly do? They just added another salary in Tony D'Angelo, but I think that it's so. To me, is does Philly start to clear room? Yeah. If Philly starts to clear room, they're in it. What do you think of Travis Sanheim? That's what I'm watching. Could, could Sanheim be traded? I, I think Philly is – like the guy I've been expecting for a while now, and obviously it hasn't happened yet, is Van Riemsdyk. Um, I Look, I think what Philly has done is they have tested the market on a lot of their players. And I think it comes down to if they want to make moves, what's the best move they can make? Like, are you giving up Sanheim now? Look, they just added D'Angelo, yep. and you're looking at Ryan Ellis, and you're saying, what's going on here? Yeah. You want you want to be better, Bob. Like, could I see Sanheim? Yeah, possible. Do I see it being the number one decision they want to make? No, I, I, I don't see that. Well, obviously they have Provorov, they have Ristolainen, and now they have D'Angelo. They must know. They got to know on Ryan Ellis. That's why they went out and got D'Angelo. Well, I, th- I think that I believe that. Number one, I think like D'Angelo wanted to go there last year, and Philly wasn't ready for that. I think as an organization, they just said no. And now a year later. It happened. I think Tony D'Angelo wanted to go to Philadelphia really badly, and I think Philly just had to get to a situation where they felt more comfortable. Yeah. So I think that I think that one could have happened anyway, Bob. But um, 
there's no question the Ellis thing shook them up in terms of what they felt they needed to do. Elliot, thank you for uh, for joining us. What do they serve for lunch? Because we got people asking right now. They wanted to know what the lunch was in Montreal today for the media. Well, they 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 do have the hot dogs there. Yeah, they were there. Yeah. And uh, there's also smoked meat sandwiches. Never a bad thing. Awesome stuff. Uh, Can you join us one more time this year just to wrap up uh, first couple days of free agency next week? Bob, I want to shut down after the 13th, but because I love you and the great hockey fans of Edmonton, I'll be there next Friday. You're all in, man, let me tell you. Great stuff. Thanks, Elliot. All right. Take care, Bob. Be well. <laughs> he did that over Skype for us, folks. Uh, that's Elliot Friedman. It is 151 in Edmonton. We'll be back in one minute to wrap up Oilers now. A reminder at 153 in Edmonton that the Oilers Now Injury Report is brought to you all season long by James H. Brown Injury Lawyers. Unrivaled experience, unrivaled commitment, unrivaled result. Uh, Trent Brown wouldn't have been happy with the results last night of the Edmonton Elks. He would have taken that one personally. Of course, the former All-Star safety for the then-named Edmonton Eskimos. Royal Pizza, Pizza Past, and so much more. Edmonton owned and operated for over 50 years. For a menu and a list of their 15 Edmonton and area locations, go online at royalpizza.ca or download the Royal Pizza app to stop a recommendation at Royal Pizza is the Mediterranean chicken. This was an infamous day in Oilers history. Here's Brendan Escott. <laughs> yeah, it was draft day back in 1995 as well, held at Northland's Coliseum, no less. The Ottawa Senators selecting American defenseman Brian Burrard first overall. The Oilers took centerman Steve Kelly sixth overall and tough guy Georges Larocque 31st. Now, fans booed that selection of Kelly, as I'm sure you remember, because local product Shane Doan went one spot behind him, sitting right there on the board to be taken by Winnipeg. I don't have the clip. Oh, okay. It's all good. Sorry, I tried to dig it up. (laughs) No no worries. Uh, That happens. It's uh, it's live radio. Bottom line here, uh, yes, the the fans were chanting, don't, 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 and the Oilers stepped up and took Steve Kelly, and the bloom had already come off a bit on the rose of Barry Fraser by that point as head scout. Of course, it's funny, I I, uh, bumped into Dave Jameson uh, the other night at a sell-side establishment where we were laughing about the Oilers draft. In 79 and 80, when they ended up pulling five Hall of Fame players out of the first two rounds of those drafts, and that didn't include Wayne Gretzky. You know, like, yeah, I'm done. Uh, but uh, by the mid 90s, um, questions were being arisen in terms of who the Oilers were taking in their draft uh, years. Reed Wilkins has inside sports tonight from 6 to 8. Brendan Escott, what's he got, Jacob? You are going to hear from uh, assistant coach Glenn Gulletson after all. More on Duncan Keith's retirement, the Cassian trade, and uh, the NHL draft. Jack Michaels will be on, and so will uh, Blake to talk about the Elks. All right. Uh, free agency week begins on Monday. Brad Holland will be one of our guests. Uh, we'll... There's going to be some movement, so just uh, it's going to be very interesting. We'll have extended coverage on the 13th, which is the Wednesday. John Shannon is also a regular contributor to the show on Monday from Legacy Heating and Cooling. Up next, a global news weather traffic update with David Bowles, followed by Angela Coquat from 2 to 3, and then the 6.30 chat afternoons with guest host Jock Wilson. Back at you on Monday. Have a terrific weekend, everybody. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon. On Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.